welcome back. This is Castlin and Always Acting Up. This is the podcast where I will be sharing all of my personal stories and journeys as an actress in the entertainment industry. And this podcast, I'm going to tell you all about my famous hand. But before we get there, I do want to give just a couple quick shout outs to my producer, Hassani Johnson. Went a little out of order this time. Hassani Johnson. And uh, you guys have been uh, following on Instagram, YouTube, all my podcasting platforms. I appreciate it more than you know, and especially those who have shared it. It honestly means the world. So thank you very much. And I hope you enjoyed your little shout outs. I was just watching an episode of Friends and it totally reminded me that I have a very similar experience to the episode where Joey Tribbiani has a hand twin. And I thought, you know what? What a perfect opportunity to tell a story. And I literally just rewatched the episode. So it's hilarious and it's funny and it's just ridiculous. But I was thinking like, wow, I must not be the only one with an actual hand twin sort of story if they actually made an entire episode on Friends about it. So here's how the story goes. It's kind of crazy. But um, when I was back in LA, I had my dance agent, of course. And I don't really mention it that often because I don't really consider myself one. But I used to also do contortion. I'm not trained or anything like that. I was just always really flexible as a dancer and a gymnast. And I was able to do sort of these contortion like things. Probably also another reason why I have back issues is because I was just bending and contorting myself just because I was able to do so. Like I didn't have training. I just knew how to do it. And so my agent at the time, which I think, I don't know if I've mentioned before, but they actually don't even have a dance department at this agency anymore. So that's done. But um, she had called me up one time and I didn't really get auditions or calls from them, like hardly ever. But she calls me up and she's like, hey, um, I kind of have a favor to ask. And I'm like, this is super odd, super weird. Like you never call me. So what is the favor? And she was like, hear me out first. Um, there's this movie and they need a contortionist and we think that you'd be really, really great for it. And it's going to be a huge, huge, huge favor to this casting director. And you know how the business works. It's all about networking. And if you do this favor one time, we're going to remember you and we're going to bring you in for other opportunities. And it would mean so much. And I was like, okay, yeah, sounds great. Tell me more about it. And she goes, well, um, it's just going to be like non-union background work. I was like, wait a second. What? You guys are asking me to do a huge favor for minimum wage. Gosh, I want to say it was like seven or $8 an hour. So you wanted me to do this huge favor using a highly specialized skill for like 60 bucks. And I was like, mm, I really don't want to. But she's like, you know what? It's a huge favor. Please just, if you could do this for us, just this one time, we'll all owe you. The agency will owe you. And this casting director will owe you. And I do want to follow up that this particular casting director is not even, I don't even know if she was associated with the project because I've gone on like IMDB and I was like, well, that's not the name you mentioned the first time. So I really don't know who this favor was for. And um, no, 
I never got any type of like payback or favors being returned. So anyways, I agreed to do it. And you know, like one of the reasons, like usually I'd be like, yeah, cool, no problem. Like I want an opportunity. I want to network. I want to, you know, be in good faith. But the thing was that I had just moved to um, LA, not like just moved, but like it was sort of like in my beginning years of being in LA and I was living with my dad and my mom was actually going to be in town this weekend, which during those time periods, like I saw my mom, like maybe once or twice a year. So the fact that she was in town for a short period, couple days, like that was a big thing to not even spend time with her. So it was really, it was one of those things I just... It was bad timing. I didn't want to do it. I wanted to see my mom because, you know, I never get to see my mom. And so... I I finally just agreed with it. I thought it was a good idea. And, you know, I didn't move to Los Angeles just for nothing. And everyone kind of knows, well, like you got to make connections and you're here. So commit to it. And everyone's supportive for the most part, kind of. (laughs) But my mom was like, yeah, do it. It's going to be a great opportunity. And so I arrive on set and I don't remember what time it is, but they did my hair. They did my makeup. And you know what? To be honest, like nobody told me what I was going to be doing. Like I didn't know if I need to like start stretching, start warming up. I had no idea. And I also didn't have any idea of like a timeline of when I would be used. We kind of just hung out in the background holding until you know, until I was needed. And during this time period, like I'm hanging out with some of the other background actors and we're talking and we're hanging out. And the movie was originally called The Astral. And when I say originally called, a lot of times what they do um, for big movies, they give it sort of like a code name so that the general public doesn't like freak out and show up on set. Like you can't just have one of those big yellow signs that say like Star Wars, because you know, everybody and their mother is going to be like, oh my God, I want to be in the movie. So they gave it a code name and it was called The Astral. At the time I was like, I haven't heard anything about this. I don't know what this movie's about, but being in holding, we would see people walking by other actors who were, you know, principal supporting speaker roles in like this crazy, crazy makeup. I, gosh, I wish I knew what the character's name was, but this guy was playing like the demon basically. And he was terrifying looking like it was so scary just walking around the neighborhood. And I knew that it was a movie, but still looking at him, I'm like, holy crap, like this (laughs) is going to be a terrifying, terrifying movie. Anyways, it comes to like eight hours on set and I'm still sitting back there and I'm like, okay, like, you know, my mom's only in town for a certain amount of time. Like what's, what's going on? Like I kind of in a dream world, I was hoping that, you know, I I was hoping that I was going to be done in like four hours because sometimes it happens. Yo, sometimes one time, actually I was on set for legit, like 40 minutes. We went filmed my quick little two minute dance sequence. And that was it. I actually haven't seen the results, so I don't know the quality of it. But sometimes you get really lucky and you have really, really short days. But anyways, it was coming up on like hour 10 or 12. And one of the production's assistants or somebody came up to me and was like, hey, um, you know, it looks like we're not going to get to your part. Can you come back tomorrow? And I remember thinking like, oh, oh my God, like, I'm already in this like situation where like, I don't really even want to be here. And now you're asking me to come back and you just, oh God, it was, it was super frustrating. Like I, and I, I usually I'm telling you, like, I would love to be on this project, but literally like my mom was in town. That was the only excuse is like, I just never got to see my mom at that time. And so I was like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I just say? No, like I've already spent a whole day on set 
And this does happen sometimes. Sometimes there's just so much going on or production gets um, a little behind or they have to flip the scenes around and you may just sit around on set all day long. So if that does happen, make sure that you have a good book, podcast, always bring your chargers in case, you know, your electronics die and you have something to keep yourself busy with. And so I eventually just said, okay, sure, no problem. And this was also during the time period where I had serious issues with saying no. Like I could not say the words no to save my life. Like it was just like, okay, sure. Okay, sure. And I always had this fear of being blacklisted and everyone was going to hate me and I was going to disappoint everybody. So I was just like, yeah, sure. No problem. Mm, Okay. And so the next day, I was on set and, you know, it's a really small set and everyone was so friendly. Like I had no idea at the time. I'll tell you guys what the movie actually was in a little bit, but I thought it was just another little independent project. And and I guess it kind of was. And a lot of the people who are working on the crew had worked with this director before and they were all friends with him, which I didn't really know because I didn't know anything at the time. But day two on set, you know, people were coming up to me. Hey, you're back again. Welcome back. And super friendly, really, really wonderful. And me being semi grumpy, I probably shouldn't have said as much as I said, but I remember I was hanging out by Crafty and I was kind of griping a little bit. Like I was really frustrated that I was there for a second day for like 60 bucks during this particular time period. And what I didn't realize is that the guy who was hanging out and catering, he's actually now my friend. Hi, Joe. Hope he's watching. He actually used to be really, really good friends with the director. And I can't remember if he was like roommates or something like that with the director at one point, but apparently he's like, yeah, I'm really, really good friends. (sighs) Face palm. I didn't know that I was going to be basically bitching to the director's friend. Yeah, so that's, yeah, take note. Okay, and so we eventually got to my scene and what they did It's so silly, but they needed someone who was going to be small enough and comfortable enough to go inside of a cabinet. Like, you know, under the sink, you have the cabinets. So they basically needed someone to go underneath the cabinets and who could put their arm through the uh, pullout thing. What's that thing called? A drawer. A drawer. And basically that's what I did is I went in the cabinet and as the main actor was coming out, my skin scary ass hand with all the uh, crazy makeup came out to creep out the main actor in the movie Insidious. Yes, that's right. I have a famous hand in the movie Insidious and it's Patrick Wilson that's actually walking around in the kitchen. And what's funny is I am such a chicken shit. Like I cannot watch scary movies whatsoever, but I did make sure to watch this one time just so I can see my famous hand. And just like Joey Tribbiani, I have a famous hand. And in case you guys don't know, the director of Insidious is James Wan. (laughs) So like, I've always wondered, like, did I piss off James Wan? Does he know about me? Did he know that I was on set being super frustrated about being on set? And I'm sure you guys, you guys have to know who he is. James Wan, like he did all the Saw movies and he did Insidious. And for those who don't like scary movies like me, Aquaman, I'm sure you've seen that with the um, Jason Momoa. So he's a huge director and he's super talented. And on top of it, like I cannot reiterate, everyone was so nice and 
so friendly. And I hope that I wasn't coming off as being just a total bitch because I'm not like that. And I, honestly, I don't think I was because I'm really just, that's not really my jam, but I definitely express my frustration sometimes. And one of the really funny stories that came out of being uh, in that film was that on my IMDb, it says that I'm a part of Insidious. And every so often, it still happens like to this day. And where are we? 2020. I still get fan mail every so often or messages on Instagram, people telling me how great I was in Insidious. And I keep thinking, oh, well, thanks. That's interesting. How can I be great? You don't even know what I did. Like, yeah, my hand is really talented. I, I know. Trust me. I get it. But um, what am I so great about? And what I've really kind of learned is that I think people confuse me, Castlin Rose, as Rose Byrne. I don't even know if I just said her last name, but she was the lead actress in the movie. And we're both white. We both have brown hair, brown eyes. We both got the name Rose in our name. And I actually think people think that I'm her, which is crazy. Also hilarious, because if you actually looked at the character descriptions, you would see that I'm not one of the leads, but I still get fan mail from Insidious every so often, which is just crazy. And the really, really cool thing is that because I was in that movie and once that movie released, my IMDb skyrocketing. Like I had never had my IMDb be that low before ever. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like, yeah, I wish I had like a little bit more to show in the movie, but like, this is a great story. Let's just, for you guys on YouTube, take a moment. I have great hands. Okay. Let's I should be a hand model. Okay, let's make this happen. And um, yeah, that's that's my hilarious, funny story about being an insidious and my famous hand and getting to meet James Wan and my good friend, Joe. And the cool thing, um, Joe, actually, and I didn't know at the time, but we kind of, you know, we've hung out before. He's, oh my gosh, don't hate me. He has like a happy hour show where he went around and was like talking about the best happy hours. He's a foodie. I'm a foodie, but he actually lived like right down the street from me in Culver City. So that was super hilarious. And I can't remember what the name of the set was, but I actually was hanging out with Joe one time and we actually went to another set where James was working. So I got to actually meet James Wan again. Basically, we're BFFs now. That's true. You guys, I'm going to be BFFs with everybody I meet. Like if I've met you and um, you're a nice person, like we're BFFs. Like, that's just how it is. Like Dave Bautista, which I'm sorry, you guys. I know you guys were talking poop because I said his name funny, but you know, I, I said it. It's fine. It's okay. And James Wan, like we're all BFFs now. And that is my super awesome, fabulous story. And this brings me to my favorite part of the podcast, the moment of positivity. And I have a lot to say about this one, but I'm going to go ahead and give a little bit of advice and I need you guys to listen, really, really listen. When you're on set or when you're at work, shut the F up. <laughs> Keep your mouth closed. Don't say anything. Keep all of your opinions and whatnot to yourself because you never know who knows who and who you're going to be around and associated. And I don't know, it literally takes like that one bad first impression for people to be like, holy crap, like I don't want to work with her ever again. And I hope that wasn't the case. Like I said, I really think that I was being like really sweet and really nice. I was just a little frustrated and I hope that is understood. Or I could be making a big deal out of nothing for all we know. Also, 
um, social media these days. It wasn't around um, during this time period, but social media is huge. And I think we've seen it with, you know, Karens losing their jobs and whatnot and everybody losing their jobs. Besides being a good person, don't blast stuff on social media either. Just don't do it. It's a really bad idea. Okay. And that is the end of this podcast. Um, a really good story of mine. I've kind of always wanted to share it, especially since I do get people talking about it still to this day, every so often. You guys make sure to go ahead and like, comment, and subscribe. Go ahead and rate it on Apple Podcasts as well, because I love ratings and I appreciate it. And uh, follow me on Instagram. It's at Caslin Rose, C-A-S-L-I-N. And you guys have a ghoultastic day. I don't know if that made any sense, but I hope you have a really fantastic, wonderful day. Go check out Aquaman, Insidious. Go check out all the Saw movies. Um, be a fan. We're all supportive. I love you. And I'll talk to you, talk to you guys next time. Bye.